Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. We have a really fun show today. <laughs> I can't even get through this intro without dying laughing. Jared, as we all know, is in a serious relationship now. Um, using serious in air quotes, really, really as hard as I can go with those air quotes. Because let's face it, this is going to be over the same way as all of them have been over. We have a bet that goes until Christmas. He's got to be posing with her underneath a Christmas tree or mistletoe in Santa hats on Christmas morning. There's no way this is going to happen. Uh, that being said, the person that we really wanted him to end up with, that we've talked about on the show for a year and a half, two years at this point, was Christmas Abbott. Big, big fans of Christmas Abbott across the board. You know her. She's a CrossFit superstar and just an all-around badass chick. If you follow her on Instagram, at Christmas Abbott, you'll get to see what she does on a day-to-day basis and who she is and just the positive impact she has on people's lives. She's an amazing person. Well, at one point, she had agreed to go on a date with Jared. That didn't happen. And today, I decided to give her a jangle. Just give her a little call and I <laughs> did an interview with Christmas Abbott. Jared doesn't know this takes place until we start our show. And uh, well, uh, needless to say, he was not too thrilled with it. Although Christmas was fucking awesome and a great guest and, and one of the best. But again, if you're Jared Taylor, how do you not go after Christmas? Abbott, makes no sense to me. Check her out on Instagram. You you tell me. You be the judge. Of why, why you don't go after somebody like Christmas Abbott, for Christ's sakes. I don't know. Either way, we got some sponsors that pay for this whole shit wagon to be on the air. First and foremost, we're talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. Come on, peeps. At, at, this, at this moment in your life, do I really have to say it anymore? Do I really have to say how great they are? Do I really have to say that they're 100% better known? Do I really have to say that they are a small batch company that makes the shit in-house and then bags it up and ships it straight to you. I don't think it should, but uh, but I'm going to remind you anyways. They've got a one-time promo code of Drinking Bros for 20% off. I would highly recommend you using that on the Coffee Club of the Month program. The coffee gets delivered right to your house on the same date of every single month, and those motherfuckers do not miss. They didn't miss during the hurricane. Shit was the only package on my doorstep the morning we got evacuated, and that's real talk. More real talk, their apparel is second to none. Rumor has it they've got a hoodie that's coming out that's made out of whoopee material. I'm going to be the first one to buy that shit. So if you want to save that promo code for then, feel free. But again, Drinking Bros, one-time use for 20% off at BlackRifleCoffee.com. Next up, we've got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Want to throw a special shout-out to Sean Madsen and, uh, and Bruce Schley over at Strikeforce Energy. Again, man, these guys fucking walk that talk. Whenever there is a natural disaster or an emergency or whatever, Sean Matson, he will be there. That motherfucker is our new Anderson Cooper. He's out in the eye of the storm, and he's, he's actually helping people. He's not making fake videos in a fucking ditch and having his cameraman stand above him. 
as he finds the deepest point of water to find the best shot. No, no, no. Matson's out in the streets handing out strike force to first responders and uh, keeping these people going, man, to get electricity and all that other shit back on. Do they have the, the, the best energy drink in the business? You're goddamn right you do. Um, especially for times like this, man. Because, again, look at go to Strikeforce Energy's Instagram. Look at his fucking photos, man. Um, he's helping people. And it's easy because he's not handing out cans of fucking Red Bull. He's, he's handing out packs of Strikeforce so you can put it in water. You can put it in any drink you need. Getting these guys through the nights. And, uh, again, can't say enough nice things about them. Go and support StrikeforceEnergy.com. Um, the promo code is drinking bros for 20% off. And, uh, it's good every time that is good. Every single time you use it and they ship everywhere in the entire world. Next up, we've got ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. How do I love Ghostbed? Let me count the ways sleep. So good. It's scary. Yeah, I like that a lot. Somebody bought a, a Ghostbed the other day, Drinking Bro, and said, hey, man, um, I went to, to ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros, and they, they sent me to, to another page of, of their best deals. Yes, they will always do that. They are, look, they offer deals exclusive to Drinking Bros listeners and Drinking Bros members on holidays and special events and shit like that. They'll offer it to everybody, but it's not all year round. Our promo code is is all year round, so go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. I don't even think there is a, a promo code anymore of drinking bros because you just you just they made a fucking page for us. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. They'll give you the best deals every single time out, like forever. So whatever they're offering anybody else to, congratulations, you're going to get that. They love the show. They're huge fans, and fuck, they let us get away with murder. And to be honest, they really do have the best mattresses on the planet. Again, we all have them. I'm not talking shit because a lot of people get, you know, go on to the Drinking Bros Facebook page, and they're like, yo, man, this mattress really is the shit. And I'm like, dude, I wouldn't lie to you. Uh, I've got three of these motherfuckers, and their pillows are second to none. Man, those ghost bed pillows are the, are the greatest thing on the goddamn planet. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. Get them shits right now. Next up, we're talking about... Battlebox.com, a little B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X.com. Super grateful that they're a sponsor. I wouldn't have known about this company uh, a year and a half ago. I think that's when they came on board. Um, they kind of come on every other three months or so, and uh, I just want to give a shout-out to those guys. I'm extremely grateful to them. My When we got evacuated for this hurricane and shit, I had bought in these boxes, and again, mostly for safety reasons back then, because they're, look, they're survival and tactical gear boxes. They, they have boxes for every single situation, floods, hurricanes, tornadoes, all, all that other shit, and it's, look, it's survival gear. It's also just cool shit if, if you know, you're looking for like a Christmas coming to your door for a dude every single month box, but uh, I've had these boxes in my car, I've had them in my house and my, my garage. Didn't know if I would ever get a chance or actually need them in my life, but I knew that it was a, a backup in case something did go wrong. Something did go wrong. We came back from the hurricane and we got diverted at some weird fucking path. There was a flood. They said the roads were safe. They weren't safe. Uh, we, we took this, this detour. We, we needed to stop fucking, you know, brush our teeth, 
have some fucking jerky, all that other shit. And, and dude, it, it was all in, in the box that was in the back of my car forever. It stays fresh, lasted forever. Super grateful that these guys even exist and make shit like this. Go to their website. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about where you're like, all right, cool. Everybody should just have one of these boxes in a car, in a garage, because it really fucking helps in times of need where you're like, fuck, I never knew I was going to have to rip that open. Congratulations. I had to rip that open three days ago when I when I drove home. Thank you, BattleBox. I really appreciate it. Go to BattleBox.com. Check out their boxes. Uh, they got $24.99 all the way up to $124.99. I, the ones that I got were the $124.99 ones. Them, them shits had everything in them, man, to get through everything. So super grateful to them. Use the promo code Bros for a one-time use of 20% off at BattleBox.com. Next up, we got GrillYourAssOff.com. Whoo, dog. We're about seven days away from ass-eating season starting, which is October 1st. Still time to grill. Still time to grill, kids. Um, if you look, you're getting seasonings anyways to cook with. You might as well get them from a company that's 100% veteran owns. Go to grillyourassoff.com. Try all of their seasonings. Crispy Avia. It's got the spicy habanero that I love, and uh, they've also got the finest beef jerky on the planet. Love their fucking beef jerky. 100% USDA approved American beef. And they got a four-pack, which is an all-American pack. And you can get a subscription in a month to, to them, too, as well. Uh, use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 15% off at grillyourassoff.com. Also a big fan of their new beer mugs. Love them. Use them all the time. Uh, last but not least, look, my book is killing it these days. When darkness falls, it doesn't catch it. The audiobook is out. It is six hours and 15 minutes worth of pure magic. Did I get an Oscar winner to play Tubman? You bet. Did I get an Emmy winner? To play fucking Stonewall Jackson, you bet. Uh, this one's killing it on on uh, Audible. It's 4.9 rating. It's one of the highest of all times. Next to At Night She Cries While He Rides His Steed. Go out and get this shit. If you love the podcast, if you love Ross Patterson Revolution, all the other shit. This is the funniest shit on the planet. And uh, we got a star-studded cast in this one. Crushing the charts. I, I was number 10 in the world at one point last week. And uh, super grateful everybody's listening to it. But if you're on a long journey, a long car trip, these are the ones you got to get. Get them on audible.com uh, or audiobook or however the fuck else you listen to books. Uh, super appreciative. Let's start the show, shall we? I'm talking to Jared Taylor. He's in Colorado Springs with his, his new lady that he's helping move up there. And that's when I decided to call Christmas Abbott. Hello there, the angel from my nightmare, the shadow in the background of the morgue, the unsuspecting victim. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jared Taylor, where are you right now? I'm in Colorado. Did, okay, did you move to Colorado? Are you living there currently? No, I'm not living here. How long I'm going to be, how long I'm gonna be, be in Colorado? spending. Uh, I'm here for about 10 days total, okay. but I have a, I have a trip in between, uh, Matt, Evan, and myself are headed to Orlando on Monday to, uh, a veteran business and influencers conference that's, uh, being held down there. Uh, that's fucking awesome. How long are you yeah. going to be in Orlando for? Three days. So we, Evan is providing the keynote speech to the, uh, conference. Um, and then Matt, Evan, and myself are doing a panel on uh, social marketing. No shit. And, and is it all over for Black Rifle Coffee? Uh, I think, I think uh, yeah, Evan is going to be doing his keynote based on his experiences starting and running B2B 
BRCC, but I, I believe our panel is just kind of how we did what we did with all the different brands uh, and the podcast and things like that. That's awesome. Yeah. D- Jared, do you know why I called you tonight? Uh, sort of. We, we, have, I- we have a bet that we've, we've talked about on this show. It, your, your relationship has to go until Christmas Day. Yes, and that's when the bet is. That's when you will accept it. Correct. That that's when that not only I'll Which, accept it, but but I also get to post a video of of my choosing if this if your current relationship doesn't make it till Christmas morning. Okay. By noon, and by the way, we'll go by noon. Okay. Uh, so noontime Christmas morning, if if you make it, because you have to post with you guys wearing what is it Santa hats next to a tree? Yes, Santa hats. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's that's all dependent too. Like, uh, it could be delayed, or it could be like because I might, you know, there's a probably a high probability that I'll spend Christmas with my kids, or or you know, Christmas Eve or something like that. I don't, I don't know what the schedule is going to be, but yeah, uh, so, we'll, so we'll we... give it we'll give it a four day window around <laughs> yeah. there that the Santa hat picture will happen uh, for you, and then that's when you will finally accept. Uh, and and embrace your your new relationship. Doing. Yes, your yes. new your new love. Um, yes, and, and, and which, by the way, I would like to I would like to point something out. Why? But this never you never made this bet with Matt because Matt moved fairly quickly and everybody was all for it. Look, Matt got full on married. And he's been married for what over a year now? No, not not immediately. I'm talking about when he first, when they first met, from the time they first met to the time you know they moved in together. They bought a house together. Totally, but 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 I will say this: Um, Matt was going to buy a house anyways. Well, yes. And I and I said, hey, that all of that is totally fine. But I, I, I and I told him I was like I won't treat it real unless unless this is real and you guys get married like congratulations. Other than that, like get the fuck off my lawn with this shit. They okay, ended up okay. getting married and they've been married for over a year now. So yes, if you guys end up getting married, then Jared, I, I will fully accept this relationship and not until then. However, I, the, re- the reason I called you tonight because of this bet on Christmas that that that's supposed to take place on Christmas Day is. You know my favorite choice for your soulmate in this life, the girl you should have been with, was Christmas <laughs> Abbott. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so you, 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 you have always encouraged me. On yeah, that. you know, you know, you know, I'm a big fan of Christmas Abbott. So, so, since you guys were getting ready to go, I knew you were going to Colorado. I called someone. Just thought I'd give him. Oh, quick, great! I thought I'd call him and give him a quick interview. <laughs> see how their life's going. See who they are as a person. Because here, here's the deal, Jared. I wanted to know myself. Because maybe you look. We all have people built up in our mind of like, oh man, that girl would be awesome. This girl might be rad. But you never really know until you sit down and talk to them for an hour. I called yeah. Christmas Abbott and interviewed her for an hour oh. on the phone. Here we go. It's it's the it's the virginity's lost episode all over again. <laughs> I had to do it. You know that, right? Yes, yes. But I mean, I you know, Christmas and I's relationship since the time we met has always been very platonic, but also like like we've we 
you know, there was a period of time, you know, right before SHOT Show and stuff like that, where we would talk a lot and dive down relationship history and, like, kind of what we found as flaws, both in who we were with and then ourselves, you know. I, I say I admit way too much to everybody when, 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 I'm, when I'm talking to them because I, I, I kind of I tell them everything so there's no surprises and they're not like, wait a minute, what? Because you know they're going to find out because of who my friends are. No, I t- totally. But I, but I, I will say this. like, There were no surprises across the board. What she told me was exactly what I what I thought what I thought from from a young Jared Taylor, yeah yeah. Uh, I tell you okay. what, let's play the interview right now. I want you to listen to this, and then you, you can tell me your thoughts afterwards. <laughs> Very well, let's go with it. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I need Hello. Merry Christmas, Abbott. How are you? I'm good. And actually, that's I've never happened before. Never Ever. Married. Ever. What I like to do is start with a completely unoriginal joke to start the show for one of our most anticipated guests of all time. Because if you remember correctly, with the Jared show, we had hashtag Merry Christmas as our trending yes. topic. And everybody went through your pictures and hashtagged all your shit with that. Do you remember? Yeah, it was it was actually quite impressive. The the hashtagging, not necessarily. Um, J, I call him JT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you can call him whatever you want. Fat bottom girl, JT, cat puke. Uh, he goes by a lot of distinguished nicknames. I think he just responds to whatever anybody calls him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, that guy responds to a lot. Uh, we'll get into JT's problems in a little bit, but uh, <laughs> okay. how insane was that when when people were hashtagging your pictures? Were you like, dude, what the fuck is drinking, bros? Why is this so big? Why is everybody doing this? I, I really had no idea what was happening. Well, uh, JT actually gave me a heads up. He's like, hey, uh, so this kind of happened. And I'm like, JT, nothing actually just happens with you. <laughs> so. No, no. So, and then sure enough, it just started to, um, snowball and I was actually quite impressed with all of the hashtags, man. Uh, hello, follow, like loyal listeners. You guys are rad. We, yeah, we, it. we have about 2.8 million listeners right now. Um, which is, which is amazing. Uh, I think we're like a top, tw- I think we just hit the top 20 charts on like iTunes, uh, which is awesome. Oh, dang. Yeah. What up girl? Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's uh, our, our listeners are, are are easily some of the most dedicated uh, hardcore listeners on the planet, and uh, we're super grateful for them. But but and fun. I saw some. I mean, I've watched some other things that they've contributed with, and uh, I'm I'm impressed. They're very creative. Oh yeah, yeah, loyal yeah. and creative. The, the the greatest, the greatest on the planet. And we're look. We hope to do this show until you know one of us dies, and we have a pool on who that's going to be. So we'll see. <laughs> wait, wait. Is death the actual ending of the show, yeah. or like the reason of the death? No, no, no. It, the, death is the reason to end the show, and I feel the same okay. way about like bands, like the Rolling Stones. So if like Mick or Keith dies. You got to end the band at that point. Same with the Beastie Boys. Uh, Adam yeah. Yock died, and it's just like, great. Let's let's not perform ever again. Like we're not worthy of it. Just not the same. Got it. I'm following. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. And and by the way, so that that JT thing started with we did an event together at Shot Show. I want to say it was two years ago <laughs> at Battlefield Vegas, and Jared was just like. 
oh my gosh, that's the hottest girl of all time. And Matt, Matt Best and I's response was, that girl's way out of your league. There's no way that would ever happen. So don't even entertain that. Um, but we all became friends. Uh, I got, we all got to meet each other and hang out and all that stuff. Um, and Jared was just like, one day I'm going to ask that girl out. He had his shot and blew it. Did he not? You know, what's funny is that he, he never actually asked me out. He just invited me on vacation with him. And I was like, um, <laughs> no way. I swear to you, I swear, <laughs> never asked me out on a date, just was like, hey, we should do a vacation together. And I'm like, JT, I'm not one of these girls. I can pay for my own vacation. That doesn't woo me. <laughs> <laughs> I, one, that's the greatest comment I've ever heard in my entire life. Two, <laughs> if you know JT's fetish with vacations, it would totally make sense. <laughs> I mean, he was like, I'm going to buy you a red sea dude. I'm like, you still didn't like properly ask no, me out. No, so. no. <laughs> No, he sure he sure didn't. And and look, that's never changed, by the way. I think you 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 got out when you when you could. Um, yeah. Which I'm which I'm amped. But I, I I look at him now on his on his Instagram feed and stuff, and like he's posting pictures with girls that he's known for two days, like they've been dating for thirty years. And oh yeah, I, I think he's been trying to find the Christmas habit. But now you're pregnant. You you are you married or do you have a boyfriend now? No, and no. No one get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He could have Listen, won I'm, the lottery with you. <laughs> I, I, I'm super excited about being pregnant. I cannot wait for this little man to come into this world. Um, I was going to go really bizarre with that. Come out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, look, my wife just had <laughs> one. fucking terrifying. Yeah. I know. Th- three days ago. And I, I can honestly tell you this, like, and, you know, as crazy as we all are and all that stuff. Having a child and being a parent is, is the greatest thing on the planet. I love it. I'm stoked about it for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it's awesome. Your your free time starts to dwindle, and somebody as active and busy as you are, um, I, I, I assume that might be hard. Like it's probably got to be hard now that you can't train, right? Uh, I am training, and I actually work from home, so my active and free time has been really uh, liquid. You know, like or or fluid. Gosh, yeah. baby brain is fucking real yeah uh, so it, it's not too bad so i'm actually pretty excited because it's 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 really a great setup for me um yeah that's so awesome it's, it's good stuff yeah like, everything is beautiful yeah look because <laughs> I, I follow your instagram so so do like a million other people on the planet and um i've never seen oh. somebody happier and healthier and like because I, I saw you were doing yoga but i, I didn't know you were th- you, you were still throwing up uh uh, heavy weights these days with with the baby. You know, er- everything's kind of tailored to what I feel that day, and definitely making sure that like I'm taking care of my body and not doing what I think I can. Um, and just because I should doesn't mean I should, or just because I can doesn't mean I should. So I've been really cautious about training and smart about it. Uh, but yeah, if it's it's I'm actually it's this double-edged sword where I love being pregnant. I feel so good. I mean, you know, you're with your wife, you could feel your kid rumble around. Like how bizarre is that? I have a human inside of my body. Oh yeah. Like that is the most ultimate superpower of all fucking time. Hello. And then also on the flip side of that, I ache (laughs) and like, I'm literally like a turtle on my back. I'm waddling around. I've gained 35 pounds. Like I I am highly emotional and like the, the hormones, nobody, 
everybody's like, oh, the hormones, the hormones, the hormones. I'm like, this is, this is like getting a date rape drug with the inability to control your emotions and hormones and rage and whatever it may be in that time. You're just like, listen, this isn't me. And I just have to let this ride out. I have to wait for this to pass. <laughs> you, can't, you can't control it. And the more you try and control it, the more frustrated you get. So it compounds the issue. And, man, I just think that there needs to be more education and preparation for these hormones. Because that shit was, I mean, it is still unreal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it really is. And, like, you know, uh, as a guy, we have no idea what you ladies go through. Uh, during pregnancy and it's you know we see mood swings here and there like oh she's got a weird craving for something but like the emotions that you guys are really going through has got to be insane <laughs> yeah i mean i'll just start crying in the middle of the day and i was like are you, you're gonna be okay and i'm like i'm actually fine <laughs> <laughs> i'm like things are good and they're like okay okay it's it's bizarre it's really and it's funny because like i'm normally not such a dramatic person you know i i get aggressive in my workouts i like to compete but otherwise like i'm really happy go lucky girl and um to have that emotional emotional stability uh, hijacked without any like control to be able to bring it back down to earth it's bizarre it's really frustrating. I, I bet. Um, I'm glad you said the happy-go-lucky thing, though, because that I, I think that's why everybody has uh, is, follows you on Instagram and can relate to you so easily. Is like you seem like the most positive person who just beams lights every single day. <laughs> I, I I don't think I ever see a negative post out of you. Um, uh, how did it all start with Instagram and 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 all of that stuff? I mean, you're over a million followers. Uh, collectively between my, my two account, like I guess three Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, I'm, I'm, uh, just North of one and a half million. Wow. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're freaking amazing fans too. I actually, I'm getting ready to, to launch a YouTube series and the first one is all about the fans. Um, and honestly, like this was years ago, this is about seven, eight years ago, Instagram had just been around for a year or so. My friend was, he told me, Hey, get on Instagram. I was like, ah, pictures, people like this is dumb. And I was like, what do I, you know, and he signed me up and a year later he came back and he's like, Christmas, you haven't posted since we saw each other. I was like, yeah, I know. I don't know what to post. So it's kind of strange for me. And he's like, just post what you love write about things that you love and you're passionate about. And I've stayed true to that since, uh, you know, and some of the things that I've done, obviously my athletic career has amplified my following, but it's, I stay true to that. I just want to, my, my page is whether it's Facebook or Instagram is like a living journal for me. So a lot of it, if you do read something, it's like, Hey, I'm going through a tough time, but I want to dust myself off and keep going. That really is my attitude. And that's what I've trained myself to believe and to, to do. So it's a living journal for me, but it's also a place that I want people to find inspiration and uh, something that they just, you know, maybe just helps them out in their day a little bit. And also to know that just because you're successful, it's not just this easy. Like people go through hard times when they're successful too. And real we're real people sure sure and it, the the funny thing i find is there's a lot of celebrities that follow you 
Like uh, Josh Brolin's one of them. I always joke about Josh <laughs> Brolin because I, I everybody says that I look like the younger version of him, and uh, I'm a big fan of his. How, how does he know you, or, or do you know Josh Brolin? Man, we're old buds. No, really? I have no idea. No, I'm oh. lying. <laughs> <laughs> the way you the way you said it, I was like, oh yeah, of course you are. You probably hang no. and, and go to Panera together. <laughs> You know, I was actually trying to figure out the origin of him following because I don't, um, I don't get notifications. <laughs> That's a disaster, but he's one, he's such a cool dude. We do message. His wife is also pregnant. We're very parallel in our pregnancy. So, um, I think it was just honestly just friend of a friend, you know, just a very few separation and, uh, degrees of separation that, um, I know him and it's wild because I, I obviously watched the Goonies yeah, yeah, <laughs> growing of course, up of course. <laughs> and then uh, my, one of my favorite uh, movies of all time is Deadpool and Deadpool two. And, um, when I put one on one together, I had to double look and I had to like make sure that that was actually his page. Cause I was like, damn, I'm cool as fuck now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got to be yeah, weird, I have, right? I, I I talked to Matt about it. Like uh, Joe Rogan, like one of Matt's pictures, and follows him on on uh, Instagram. And I was like, Jesus, man! I was like, Do you know Joe? And he's like, Nah, I don't. I don't know him. Uh, <laughs> same with Josh Brolin. That's that's got to be cool. You know, we're just trying to up our social currency, and you know, we're cool kids. Yeah, we can have other cool kids follow us. <laughs> I, I I like the phrase "social currency." I think that that should be trademarked. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of that because that's what it is essentially. Now, I mean, you can sell products, and look, the richest people I know are now mostly off of social media, either you know with uh, companies, um, sponsorship, uh, you know, or doing videos like you know series. I'm sh- is YouTube sponsoring your series? Um, no, we just got the first episode completed. So now I'm going to, I'm going to start pitching it. <laughs> Great. Uh, and so, Hey, yeah. if you guys are interested. Give me a call. <laughs> yeah. If anybody's out there, look, I, I, I can tell you this in the pitch meetings in LA that I've been in all the time. Um, in particular, the ones for YouTube, they were always looking for health and fitness, uh, or makeup tutorials for some reason. Ooh. Yeah. Those do the best on, on, on YouTube. So I, I think you're going to have a a big big show on your hands thanks yeah thanks appreciate that i'm really excited about it it's been something that i've wanted to do for a while but sometimes life just kicks my ass uh and then it kicks it a couple more times and i've been i've been piecing this together for quite a bit and i'm excited about it that's awesome that's awesome how did you get started in crossfit in general because uh, I feel like I, I look, I did it. Um, I, you know, I felt like I was out of shape and it was like, oh, CrossFit, CrossFit. When I went in, the first question they asked me, because they ask you like a series of four questions before they walk you through the drills oh. and if you think they can do it. And this was here in, in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. And the guy said, do you know anybody who does CrossFit? And I was like, actually, I know two people. Uh, I know Derek Wyda and I know Christmas Abbott. And he was like, oh, I follow her online. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. All right, cool. Um, Wait, he doesn't follow Derek because he's a boss too. He, he does. He does follow Derek. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But he's married and his wife his wife was also a gigantic fan of yours. And um, so, yeah. I'm I have just, a lot of the ladies on lock, by the way. A lot of ladies. A lot of ladies <laughs> on lock. And look, and I'll be honest with you, as a married man myself, like, uh, whatever the ladies like we're, we're forced to like, so like, I know about all, all of her, you know, <laughs> real housewives and all that other stuff. My wife's, um, 
and uh, and vice versa. Like you know, in the CrossFit world, any dude who's doing it, who's you know married or has a girlfriend, knows about Christmas Abbott. <laughs> Thanks. That, that's serious. Yeah. Uh, how I did love you get, that. How did you get started in it? What what year was this? Well, when when did you start yours? Um, I I started my. It was in Wilmington. Yeah, so it was probably. I want to say two years ago, I fell, I fell out of it just because of my travel schedule. Um, CrossFit is Listen, one. I'm not judging. No, I'm not. Too, I, I know you're not harshly. judging. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's look, it's like planet fitness. It's a no judgment zone over here or judgment free <laughs> zone or whatever the fuck they call it. Um, <laughs> but when I, when I signed up, uh, I, like I went hard for like probably five or six months and then the travel schedule picked up and trying to get back into it. Like every other week <sighs> is brutal. Um, and it's you, so hard. Yeah, you can probably you know talk more about that. Uh, but what year did you get started? Uh, I discovered CrossFit in 2005. So oh wow! So you were on the ground floor. Of, yeah. Well, I I at the time I considered myself a second generation because I wasn't trained directly by Greg at that time. However, I got my level one by Greg uh, in 2007. So now that it's been growing for quite some time, I still, I, I can kind of classify myself as a, a, a generation one CrossFitter, you know, the first wave of well-known CrossFit games athletes. So yeah, I started in 2005 with some in, in Iraq. I was working in Baghdad, Iraq, and I had a couple of contractor friends and they, they abused the shit out of me. They, um, which is why I was at shot show. One of my friends from Kirkuk, he was like, he called me up. He's like, Christmas, come to the show. And I was like, what am I going to do in Vegas at shot show? Like what's <laughs> happening? He's like, just come to the party. And so I was like, all right, Carlos, I'm coming. And I came out, went to the party. I think that was, um, that was my second year that I, I saw you guys. I can't remember. Yeah. But um, so he was one of the guys that I, I, I met in Iraq and still keep in contact with, but these two guys, they would just let me show up and they would thrash me. And I, they, um, it's in a book later on that I discovered that the book is learning to breathe fire. And I discovered that they would just let me come and work out with them because they wanted to see how much I could take before they broke my spirit. And really? <laughs> they didn't know that I was just kind of going to keep showing up. <laughs> Wow, that's like, <laughs> that's insane. So, so for for the audience, what do you mean by breaking your spirit? Were they putting you through different drills, exercises, workouts? No, we would, yeah, we would do CrossFit together every day. And you know, here I am, like a hundred pound, tiny little girl in a camp full of six hundred freaking alpha dogs, and they were just like, "This bitch is not gonna hang." And I didn't care. I didn't care if I wasn't very good because I was not good at CrossFit. Um, I could not do a single thing. But it was pretty awesome because, like, if I could do one deadlift at whatever weight, the, the highest weight to the workout could be, then I would have to do all of them that way. And they taught me a lot uh, about who I was and who I wanted to be and in character and integrity. Uh, through that process, but, and ultimately we all became good friends. And then a couple of years later, they came to my gym and I ran circles around them because <laughs> I was going to the games and they had just gotten lazy. <laughs> actually, they weren't, they were still pretty in good shape, but not as good a shape as me. And it was just nice. So we've all, we've all stayed friends since then, but yeah, they just wanted to kind of um, be entertained because there was nothing else to do. So they thought they were going to torture me, but really they were forging a freaking monster. That's amazing. So how long did you spend over there? 
Um, collectively, I, I, for four years. I went in January 2004, and I came home December 2007. Wow. Holy shit. As a contractor. Yeah. So, so you, when it was wild, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how how wild me. was it, by the way? <laughs> it was pretty darn wild, man. Uh, there, a lot of times, not a lot, but there was a handful of nights we slept in the the uh, at work because it was a hardcover or in our vests and helmets. Um, they the people would always the guys would always make fun of me because when we had an all cut co- you know a take cover drill. Or on an alarm, we didn't have drills. Um, it was always just the real deal. I would run to the bunkers barefoot, and you know, because and I, but I was always the first one there, so I was happy about that. <laughs> um, it was pretty wild. It was one of the actually, I just did a podcast about it, and um, because I'm I'm doing a series on Shrug Collective. And it's literally my experience in Iraq. It's I call it my life university because I spent four years there. I learned discipline, structure with my work and organization um, and schedule. I quit smoking, quit drinking, and started to be fit. And then I also started to like find this journey of self-worth and who I was. So That's crazy. I, I would never, ever picture you as a smoker in a million years. Oh, yeah. I was for quite some time. Really? Were you a hardcore partier back in the day? <laughs> ah, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> this this mama to be can still throw down. <laughs> really? What, what's your, what's your drink of choice? What do you go? Whiskey? Oh, I'm a whiskey girl. Yeah. Oh man, how are you? I don't I don't understand how you're not married. This doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Listen, there's uh, I'm a I'm a pretty strong-willed woman, and I'm self-made, and I scare the shit out of most men. Uh, so there's very few people that can actually um, be secure with themselves enough to handle me. Yeah, you know it's funny. Like a, a lot of <laughs> like a lot of my female actress friends who are uh, you know either famous or, or have a bunch of money, they say the exact same thing. Where they're like, yeah. man, guys are intimidated by that, where it's like they don't feel needed because I, they, that you can take care of yourself and that, you know, it's not necessary for them to provide because you do. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm not this ball buster at home. Like at home, I'm, I like to sit back and not have to make the decisions I want to be taken care of. But at the same time, I'm, I'm very um, tenacious when it comes to taking care of stuff and protecting my family. So it, people, and, and most men, they want this strong, independent woman that's self-made, right? Until yeah. they get it. And then they get it and they're like, what the fuck am I here for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. I, I... And they need, they need a lot of like coddling and you know just i'm like listen i'm not going to coddle you if it's not something that needs to be coddled (laughs) oh my gosh take care of your shit man (laughs) yeah you're you're gonna get a million dms after this show just from dudes who are just like i'm ready i'm ready christmas i'm ready oh they all want to play i want to play I because I remember even, even Jared was like, yeah, man, she owns her own house and everything, and I'm like, he said that like he was shocked, and I was like, yeah, women do do that. Um, that yeah, <laughs> that is a real, real thing that happens in the world. I have credit. I have a bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I even have a driver's license. <laughs> I, I'm even allowed to vote. Um, oh God, it's yeah. great. That's that's so great. Um, Have you ever thought about doing a book, by the way? (laughs) 
Just about your life. You seem like you have a crazy, interesting life. I think it would be I, awesome to hear a girl's story like yours. Uh, you know, about all this shit because no, nobody goes overseas like that and does all that stuff. You know, I've done so. I have two books out there, um, but nothing like what you're talking about. And I do so. I've actually entertained. I'm writing a baby book right now, obviously, um, but I've entertained this idea about like just having a. a a short story collect a collection of short stories of um why i fall in love with narcissist men <laughs> really <laughs> i mean like i have a trend <laughs> <laughs> look everybody has their type uh i do i'm like so okay. yours is is narcissistic men huh yeah yeah you know i'm not sure maybe it was the time in iraq i was just around all those dudes that were super alpha and i was like oh this is amazing they're men and um I'm not quite sure, but, uh, I'm working on that and I know the triggers now. I know the red flags now. And I just thought it would be really funny to, to write a series of stories of like, what the fuck? Oh, that'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> you know? well, well, who's, who's been the, you don't have to say their name, but just describe a trait of, of the most narcissistic guy you've dated. Like what, uh, what, what was the worst narcissistic trait he had? Um, I'm going to get in trouble if I do that. I, we're not saying any, we're not naming any names here across the board, but, uh, Oh man. I mean, just like when you come in the house and you tell me about your entire day and everything. And then, um, like, like I'm just, just there, like never asked what, how your day was never yeah. asked any additional questions. And by the way, I'm fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about my day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I um, do. Man, I, I feel like I'm guilty of that. Now that we're saying it, let's just go through the traits. Just, I mean, I'm, I'm probably, <laughs> I could tick off probably eight to ten of these boxes. Um, I'm just going to have a survey for every guy that I meet. <laughs> you should. I think that would, that would help the process, don't you? If you, like, everybody you dated, you just had a survey. And then you could look at it and be like, well, this isn't going to work. Well, see, this is what's going to happen is that the good ones I'm going to make take the survey and then the other, the ones that I should make take the survey and we'll be like, no, they're fine. We can just go ahead and skip that for him. He's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even trust my own process. Oh, I love it. You can call, you can name the book that not trusting my own process. Oh shit. We just not, trademarked yeah. national bestseller right there. <laughs> Boom. I, I don't trust your own process. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really fucking funny. <laughs> uh, what, what else? What are what are the, some other narcissistic traits uh, out of guys? Because we have a look. I would say eighty eight percent of our audience is dudes, so this will help a lot of guys out there. Yeah, listen, you know, if you have a whole bunch of female friends that are just female friends, don't be a fuck boy. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, like, honesty, you know, I've heard the excuse, like, I didn't want to hurt you. No, you just didn't want to get fucking caught. Um, <laughs> so is, I'm going true. on a roast right now. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, look, I, I welcome it because, I look, I, on this one, I'll side with you. I don't. I don't think any girl should trust a, a, any guy with a bunch of female friends because there's no way they're not fucking them. Like, right. uh, you know, you have a few drinks, a few G and T's out with the boys, whatever it is. Um, chances are you end up fucking one of your female friends. Right. Um, and that, that's not a good thing. Uh, and, and same with girls too, by the way, you can flip that. Oh that, yeah. Like any girl who's got way too many like straight dude friends, 
I don't trust either. Where it's like, great, if you want to hang out with a bunch of gay dudes, like I totally get that. Um, awesome, man. Like every girl's got her gaze. But if you're hanging out with a bunch of good-looking straight dudes, there's no way they don't want to sleep with you. Separately, occasionally, just going to get a beer here and there. Nope. That doesn't, yeah. We're adults, you yep. know? After 12 or 13, that shit is just not possible. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> and especially like following and liking their old, like, listen, social media is an open diary. They can look and see what you're fucking doing. And you can sit there and play the good boy attempt. But we know. And you know what's going to piss us off even more is that, one, you continue to do it. Two, you continue to deny it. And then when we catch you, you're like, man, you, you drove me to it because you were fucking crazy. Like, no, I'm actually acting crazy right now because you have been such a consistent liar. That is the only consistency. So. <laughs> it's totally true. Like you can't follow <laughs> ex-girlfriends, um, any, like anything like that, where it's just like, all right, cool. Isn't that your ex-girlfriend that you keep liking all of her pictures and all that stuff? Right. And then never tell like the, the big kicker is like, man, you should trust me. If you have to tell them that they should trust you or if they tell you that they should that you should trust them fucking run because they're they're you know just building that there shouldn't be a situation where you should actually like hear that yeah it should already happen and they should never demonstrate things that should be questioned no does that make sense oh yeah yeah a hundred percent um yeah it's a it's a huge red flag or like i'm such a great guy because of xyz okay well that would have come out before, you know, if they're just stroking their own fucking ego too much, um, convincing you that they're trustworthy or they're a good person, any type of like convincing coming from them, you're just like, mm, bah. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this then. What, what about a guy who, who doesn't work out a lot? Would you ever consider, I mean, you know, because of what you do, would you ever consider dating a guy that doesn't work out a lot and isn't into it? Yeah, I listen, I don't think, you know, that's like asking a guy, would he never, he would never date a girl that was um, a professional athlete. You know, people change. They, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know why he doesn't work out a lot, but I'm sure he, he has to be passionate about something and he has to understand um, what's it like to hustle, to build your own shit and to, to love something, be passionate about something. So I don't particularly care, you know, as long as they have, um, that kind of, uh, accountability for themselves, I guess is what I'm saying. And structure and discipline. Usually that comes with exercise, right. In diet, but that's not the only indicator of structure and discipline. Sure. So could, could you ever date like the night shift guy at a Kinko's? Let's say he was the nicest guy in the world. Could you do that? Like the, <laughs> the night shift manager at a Kinko's in like Fresno. Could you do that? You, you know, okay. Funny story is that when I was 18 or 19 years old, I was the third shift girl working at Kinko's. No way. <laughs> Swear to God. So listen, all you people out there dismissing the night shift manager at Kinko's, they could grow up to be somebody pretty fucking awesome. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. You know why I bring that up in, in oh, LA, the, living the, in LA all those like, years? Um, yeah. <laughs> we had to, you know, not to fucking date everything, but uh, whenever we, I was writing scripts, I would I would get them out on, on hard copy, and that's how I would spell check them. 
um, cause I didn't, I didn't trust my eyes on the computer. So I would go in like at midnight, two in the morning to Kinko's print them out. So I had a hard copy and I would always sit there and look at them. I'd be like, man, who the fuck works the late shift at Kinko's? You were one of them. I was. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. But I had a very different lifestyle then. That's before the Christmas habit that you knew now, but I was still a hard worker. I've always had good work ethic. Um, which is important. So, That's important in, in any job you important. have in life. And, and yes, because I'm not shitting on the third shift at Kinko's by any, any stretch. Um, but if that's your, you know, if you're in your 30s, as a dude trying to go after a girl, that's kind of hard at that point. It's somebody of a Christmas Abbott style, you know? I, I, I'm going to probably piss some people off, but I think I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> like so, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I'm offend so many people. Uh, here it is anyway. Um, you know, the thing is, is that at this point they have to have good family values uh, you know, core personal values, um, you know, be passionate about what they do. If they love that for whatever reason, that, that's fucking rad, man. I can respect that. Um, and there's, there's some key things that I'm looking for that isn't, all about, you know, finances or fame, you know, that's the, that's the glitz and glam shit that fades real fucking fast. Oh yeah. Every time, every time it does. Yeah. Do they want to come home and rub my feet? That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. It's pretty, you pretty know, basic. When they come in the door, they're like, Hey, I want to hear about your day. <laughs> tell me about your day. That's probably your dream, right? Where it's just, t- and, tell and me about your day. Are genuinely interested you know, not just going through the motions. I want somebody that is present, that is in the moment present. And that's, that's not easy to find, especially with the social media. Social media was the birth of the fuck boy. Um, and I just, you know, just somebody to have a real conversation with some, some real emotional, uh, connection. Sure. So, so let me ask you this. Anybody with a social media of your following then, would that be a turnoff or a turn on? Because uh, I, I, I had separately had this conversation with Jared and um, he said, like in the past, you know, the people he's dated who have a big social media following, it's been um, kind of a detriment to the relationship because they were always on their phone or always doing social media. So you're looking for something of, of the opposite of you. No, I mean, I... If they have a large social media following, then they understand my work, you know, in an intimate way, which is kind of nice. Now, I think that how they manage that is is obviously a reflection upon their personality and even their character. When I sit down for dinner, my phone's not there. Um, I do some things in in the moment for work, but I'll disclose, hey, I'm going to have to work a little bit later. I'm going to grab my phone right. and have it out during this time. So I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm really big on my love language, which is, um, uh, one-on-one time. And if, if they're constantly on their phone and not, then they're not present with me. So I don't mind if you're on your phone and you got to work and you have a big following, you want to do this big release and it's going to consume, you know, most of your attention that's manageable. But when it's not happening and you're not working, then I would like some attention, Yeah, <laughs> Pay yeah. attention to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're doing yeah. they're doing a thing at some of the restaurants in New York and LA where they're actually asking you to to leave your phones at the front um, before going in. I, I dig that. Like anybody who's on their phone too much too. during during dinners, it, it sucks. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, listen, I could have sat on my couch and watched TV and be on my phone too, but I chose you 
and I'm giving you my time and I'm very meticulous about who I give my time to. So that's, I think that that's, it's just showing somebody respect when you're not willing to be on your phone. Yeah. Nah, I, look, I, we're in the same boat on that one. Um, well, let me ask you this I, after the baby, um, gets released to the world. Cause that's what I like to call it. It's just an, a nice release to the world. Um, uh, how long until you go back uh, competing in CrossFit, like hardcore? Oh, uh, I think I'm pretty retired from that. And really? I'm okay with it. Well, I'm, I'm not retired from competition. I think I'll probably do some like, bigger name, small, you know, smaller competitions, but I'm also, when I started competing, I knew right then that I was on bot time. So I started to leverage my business savviness and, you know, it's worked out for me. Here I am in the industry, been crossfitting since 2005. I've been in competitions for eight years. You know, think about MMA players, Ben. There's a, they have a shelf life. Yeah. My body is different and i have to respect what my body is going through right now and i have to respect what my body is gonna give me after this birth and i don't know what that looks like yet also i love business i love um just exploring different opportunities and making myself very uncomfortable <laughs> you know sure and and the the level of competition that i would want to get to requires a beyond full-time commitment and honestly i just want to do a little bit of business i want to do a lot of parenting and that's kind of where i am right now with my life that's awesome to hear that yeah because again having a child will completely change your life and uh, you know you'll you'll want to spend as much time with the the child as you possibly can i think that's the one thing that i feel the most guilty about. Um, I love my, both of my children now so much that, uh, I feel bad when I have to work, you know, extra hours or long hours or whatever. And, uh, that's cool to hear. Cause uh, look, if you work from home and, and you're doing awesome, you'll, you'll be able to spend all of that quality time and the kid won't forget it. I can promise you that. Well, I hope so. I'm pretty excited. I'm working on a couple of baby programs and, uh, pregnancy and uh, postpartum programs. So, uh, you know, I'm carrying my kettlebell right now. And when he comes out, he's going to be used to my exercises too. (laughs) What are you going to name? Is it a boy or a girl? It's a boy. Do you know know what you're going to name him yet? I have a short list and it's funny. Nobody knows but me. Ah, I like that. I like that. I'm literally the only person in the world (laughs) (laughs) has this list because it's my decision. I have a short list. I want to meet them and then decide. That's great. Uh, man, I'm, I'm excited for you. You're, you're, you're literally one of the most positive people on the planet. And, uh, I I greatly appreciate you you being on drinking bros. (laughs) Well, thanks. I have a pretty easy, um, saying is don't be a D and this lady was like, does that mean don't be a, a, a dick? And I was like, look, it's dick, diva, or douche. All of them apply. So <laughs> <laughs> whatever your flavor is. Uh, um, that's I mean, don't totally get me wrong, true. man. I can get a little attitude real fast. I can, I can pe- become pretty uh, ferocious. But if I, if I do, it's warranted. And I, you, have, you have crossed the line way overboard and I've had enough. So, um, otherwise I'm just like, Hey, you know, life's too short to have a stick up your ass. 
Yeah, no, it really is. I would not want to cross uh, the wrath of Christmas Abbott. I can tell you that. Where can everybody find you at on social media? Um, I'm I'm real difficult to stalk. It's um, Christmas Abbott, A-B-B-O-T-T. I have the blue check on both of them. I, feel, okay. I felt so official that day. Yeah, I bet. I bet. It's a big day, isn't it? And there was no application process. They just choose you. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. Like, I, and I try to tell people that they're like, "How do you apply for?" And I was like, "I, I don't know. Some asshole sitting somewhere in, in uh, Silicon Valley decides that." I know. I felt like the cool kid getting picked for the dot, you know, first pick for the dodgeball team. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> it was true. It was a day. Uh, and then you can go to my website, ChristmasAbbott.com. It's really just Google Christmas Abbott, and all of my stuff's there, including my bum. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, look, if you're out there at home and, and you're looking for somebody interesting and unique to follow, Christmas Abbott is is definitely one of those people. And uh, once again, thank you for being on Drinking Bros. I'm going to, after this is over, I'm calling Jared because uh, he's out of town helping Alex Scarletos uh, campaign uh, for political office in, in Oregon. I'm going to call him and tell him he made the biggest mistake of his life. You were like the most genuine person of all time. I, I don't understand. He's helping a political campaign. He is, is. Yes. Yes. I'm a little confused. A good friend of ours, a uh, fellow drinking bro, Alex Scarletos, who uh, was on uh, Dancing with the Stars. And he was also one of the Paris terror attack. Uh, he stopped the Paris terror attack in uh, the. Oh, damn. Yeah. The 1517 of Paris. Uh, clean, he was in the Clint Eastwood movie. Um, he's now running for office and, and hopes to, uh, to win. I think he's running for like commissioner. And, and then I believe he's going to move on to like, you know, if he wins that to try to win Senate in a couple of years. Hey man, I feel like this guy does a lot of good shit. He does. He does. I'm going to look him up. What's his name again? Alex Scarletos, A L E K. And by the way, he's an attractive man. He was on, he's been on our show a couple of times. And every time the ladies, the ladies hit up the DMS of like, Who's he, who's he dating? And I'm like, no one, he's single too. So, um, yeah, look up Alec and then for real, like, yeah, if if you need me to, to, to swap numbers for you guys, I'm in, I'm happy to make a couple out of you guys. Cause he's, he's, he's another one who, uh, every time he's on, he's just a positive light in, in one of the most genuine guys ever. And I'm like, man, you're just a great dude. Um, so yeah, actually the two of you guys would be way better than Jared. <laughs> oh my god but don't think i'm not gonna hammer him because i'm gonna hammer him religiously over this uh, oh yeah you know funny is to date still hasn't asked oh god but he'll <laughs> ask on a vacation would never you, asked just like, would you, you like to go on a vacation, go on a vacation? <laughs> to San- like, but it was no, probably i gotta work <laughs> yeah it's probably like to sandals jamaica like an all-inclusive thing where it's you know <laughs> Uh, I have no idea. Uh, classic Jared. Um, I didn't even ask. <laughs> no. Yeah, as well, you shouldn't. Because I, fuck it, since we're talking about it, uh, you know, vacation porn is his thing. That's his whole thing, right? Yeah. I was like, um, this sounds, this seems a little too easy for him. <laughs> yeah. He likes to have the whole fairy tale. Like, he likes to know somebody's backstory, history, all that stuff. Um, go on vacation with them, have like a, like a, like a getaway. And it's just like, Bro, you can't start that hard out of the gate. Like that just doesn't fly with a lot of people. And also it's just not real. Like the people, anybody's going to sign up for that for the most part, almost anybody. Cause I didn't, um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like those people on the bachelor where it's just like everything is it's it's magical and you're in love and it's like yeah because you're going to italy and greece and all these amazing vacations together and it's just and then you get back to your one bedroom studio apartment in van nuys and you're like oh shit i actually hate this person um <laughs> yeah the reality of coming home is real <laughs> yeah uh and that, that's i think that's jared's problem i think we just diagnosed it um yeah <laughs> Once they get back to reality, he's just not interested anymore. And it's like, stop going on vacations, bro. <laughs> well, we know his problem and we know my problem. So yeah. we're making progress today. This is like a therapy session. I know. No narcissistic guys <laughs> for Christmas. Now I'm voting for Alec uh, Scarletos. That would be a great one. Hey, well, I'm going to, I don't know where he's running, but I'm going to vote. For, I'm going to advocate for people to vote for him because he sounds like he just has done, you know, good stuff please like, do a good human yeah look actually no lie after we hang up the phone look him up on instagram you'll be like holy shit ross was right like that that this <laughs> dude is that's the guy um i think i just matched it uh, it'd be fantastic uh, <laughs> christmas you have an awesome night and uh thanks for being on thanks you too i appreciate you ross have a great night <laughs> all right take care and congratulations oh thank you so edition. much i greatly appreciate it <laughs> Give your wife a high five for me because that shit is hard. Oh, uh, you have no idea, Christmas. <laughs> you're you, look, you're in for it. Um, she was 25 hours in labor on this, on this last one. So, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. It's it's, <laughs> it's a lot Jeez. of mental and a lot of physical, Christmas. Mm, yeah, I got this. You I got mean, it. I have you're, to. Yeah, There's you're no good. Choice. There's no turning back. No, and I will say this: turn. like the second the baby's out of you, it's it's um. Like you forget about everything that's ever happened and it was all worth it. Awesome. Yeah. So, right. so it's, it's one of those things where look too, like as you're going through it, it's, it's also like a spiritual thing where she was super stoked. And, um, again, two seconds after the doctor hands you that baby, cause that's, that's about the turnaround time. You forget about all of it, the whole pregnancy, yeah. the, the birthing process, all of it. And it'll be the greatest time of your life. Well, I'm, I'm having a good time now and I'm, I'm excited for that moment. Yeah. Coming very soon. <laughs> very, yeah, very, very soon. Um, awesome. Well, yeah. have a great night, Ross. Thank All right. you so much. Take care. Thanks, Christmas. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Vacation. <laughs> Bro, oh, come on. Vacation, Jared. Where did you... What? What? Where were you guys going? Let me hear that. Well, the thing... Well, first off, you have to, you have to kind of play this by the situation. You know, she lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes. At the time, I was still living in Salt Lake City. So, at any rate, it was one of us had to fly to to the other. But why do that and hang out in an apartment when you could, like, I honestly think I invited her to your beach house. Really? Yeah, because I was just like, hey, it's an hour and a half, you know, two-hour drive for you. Ross has a beach house. We could, we, there's a bar right next to it. Like we have a really good time, like hanging out on the beach, you know, staying at the beach house, fucking going to the bar. Like, I, I think that was it. It's not like a, like, like, you know, we're going to sandals. That's but what even I, that, then, that, obviously that's what I said to her. I was just like, Hey, was it, was it like sandals? Was it all inclusive? What? Like, I, I didn't know what you would ask her on. And I was curious to talk to you about it because I was like, man, where the fuck was he planning this vacation? You've been known to take people to Hawaii on a whim. I, I no, I've never taken anyone. I've never taken anyone to Hawaii. I've gone to myself, but I've never taken. I mean, I have a complex, uh, and that complex is is 
pretty much the only real solo vacation I've ever been on with a, with a female that I was with was with my first wife, and we went on a cruise. And during that cruise, she was just miserable and didn't want to have sex. And, like, I thought, like, this was our first time, like, like without, without the kid together. This was our first time, like, staying in... Uh, you know, like a hotel room, but it was like a stateroom in the in the in the cabin in the cruise, and it was like, oh my god, we're we're gonna be by ourselves. You know, it's gonna be like a fucking sex fest the whole time. Like this is gonna be amazing. And then then I got on the boat, and the couple that we were with were having that time. Meanwhile, I was sitting there, you know, in the room while she didn't want to fucking do anything, and she just wanted to complain. So it's like. I think that's always stuck with me forever on on just like like, like why, a nice sexual vacation. Yeah, yeah. Something a bang what do they call it? Bankation or some shit like that. Yeah, so let me ask this. Let me ask you this. Does that mean then that this is where the vacation porn comes from? Maybe. I mean, subconsciously, <laughs> I'm sure a psychiatrist would nail that down all day long and say that that's why, because I, I, I have had that just repressed, like, just that disappointment in, in, you know, because to me, I was an E4 in the military making probably $1,200 every two weeks, but, you know, and renting a house and, and having two vehicles and things like that, so it was like... Um, I remember, uh, my bank actually saved my ass because I did not understand until I got on the boat, how cruises work, where they give you that little card and you're not using like real money. So psychologically, every time that card swipes and it, and it, and it's accepted, you're like, Oh, cool. So you like, especially when you're getting drunk, like you forget you're buying rounds for other people and like sure. they're, they're swiping this carnival card that just keeps working and then you get that bill the day you're supposed to get off the boat. And I didn't have enough money to pay for it. What, so was, the, I what had, was the total? Let me ask you that. I mean, I, the total was like 900 bucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, but still, to me then, that was $900 was... That Nine was grand, far, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I had to call my bank. And my bank was so cool. Like I, I told them the situation... And they upped my uh, credit card limit for just a limited of time so I could pay that and then get off the boat. And then they brought the limit back down and then, you know, gave me like 60 days to pay that. So it was just like they were really they were really sympathetic to it. So you had a nine hundred dollar tab on a cruise and then you, you didn't get to have sex on top of it. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, God. Man, yeah, and I, like I, I even it. like maybe it, maybe it's I, these late night Saturday night shows that we do, we we can really break shit down. Now I understand went, it. I think like we went well, even even like leading up to it, her and I went out and picked out like I, I bought her a bunch of nice dresses and like new underwear and everything like that. So I was like, oh man, this is gonna be awesome! Like all this sexy underwear and dresses. Oh, this is gonna be fucking crazy. And then we get on the boat and it's nothing. And I was so, dude, by the second night, like, I was just hangry. Like, as, as, because we're there with another couple, and, like, I'm hanging out with my my best friend, and he's like, oh, man, woke up to a blowjob, and then we did this, and then we went in the shower, and I'm just like, I'm getting depressed and angry 
like just as it's slowly driving the stake into my heart. <laughs> like, it, yeah, the, I can't afford this vacation, but we fucking took it anyway, and that's that's how it goes. Like, uh, fuck, man. There's nothing worse than just blowing cash no. on a vacation, and it's fucking miserable. Yeah, that's yeah when. You know, they don't want to really do anything like, well, well, you know, I'd be like, hey, well, uh, you know, our friends are at the pool. I don't want to do that. So we're just going to sit in this fucking room with our little porthole and and rock, you know, in the waves and not do fuck all. <laughs> like, Jesus. And then so by the third night, I took my guitar and I started playing on the top deck and it, because I just didn't care anymore, and she was getting pissed off because of that, because by the fourth night, we had a, our own crowd of people that then had become our friends and would sing the songs with us and have a good time, But it, and then, you know, it was just like, okay, well, if you're going to be a miserable fucking bitch, then I'll just entertain myself. Yeah, yeah, you were you were, and, you were a guy at the party with a guitar. I, I like it. And, and the, the, the uh, entertainment director of that specific cruise... Uh, you know, offered me offered me a spot in one of the bars there, but I was I told him I was Shut military. The fuck up, dude! And when you the terms for that are so good, like so they you get your own stateroom on the boat. They like you to sign a six month contract, so you live on the boat for six months. Yeah, you, you get free drinks and free food, and they pay you two hundred bucks a night. Yeah, it's uh, look, it's it's not a bad gig. I will say this: every person that I've known, guy and girl, who's worked on a cruise ship has ended up hating it. Like, oh yeah, I I, I know. Like, it's gonna get old after a month because you know those those cruise ships do the same routes. So you're gonna hit you're gonna hit Key West, you're gonna hit Cozumel, and you're just gonna be doing that that ladder for six months and. It's going to be the same thing, but still, I mean, that would be an, an experience of a lifetime to say, oh, I played music on a cruise for six months. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm not shitting on it in the least bit. Like, the, the two people that I knew, they were like, oh, man, one was a dude, and he was like, this is going to be awesome. I'm just going to fuck cougars all day. Something happened. He didn't talk about it after he got back, but he came oh, back wow. a changed person, and I don't know what it was or what what happened to him? Well, dude, uh, you got to think about this too. Is you're stuck on this boat, so if you do something fucking weird the first night, yeah, or yeah. you get like you get like a clingy cougar that wants to be in love or something like that. That's like I'm taking you home after this, and you're 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 trying to after you got the cougar out of your system night one, you're trying to go after you know some nice 21 or 22 year old like but you've got this fucking hang around now that's smoking cigarettes at the bar glaring at you like i'm sure there's some situations there you oh, know what yeah. i mean you, you, you become a, a cruise ship fuck slave essentially for you know some some 53 year old <laughs> and then D-Vortex. yeah now you're just counting down those six days to be fucking over Ugh. yeah no i get it the other one was a chick i i just think you know she had fucking had it. Probably dated somebody from Croatia on the boat. Oh uh, God! You know, they broke up. That whole story. Because usually it's a lot of. Uh, I, look, I was on a cruise once, and uh, my my waiter it was a bunch of Croatians for some reason who were like the wait staff and shit. And I asked the guy. I was like, "Look, you've been serving us all week. Are you are you allowed to go out?" And he was just like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm allowed. Wouldn't I know?" Um, that's the best Croatian accent you're gonna get out of me, by the way. 
Yeah. And we took this guy out in, uh, it was, it was actually Cozumel speak of the devil. And yeah. we took him out to Cozumel. He got so fucked up and he made out with like some 20 year old, you know, white girl on spring break. And he said, I'm going to live here now. I hate the cruise. I wish it would burn and sink into the sh- into the sea. And Croatia is fucking bullshit. And it, I just I just got on the cruise to escape all the shitty people there. And I was like, Whoa. well, also too, like here's another scenario as well. Like let's say let's say you're you you've like you've had it with the tourists, you know, after about a month, and then you start shacking up with one of the other chicks that work on the cruise. But then that goes south. Now you're stuck on a boat for six months with this crew because the crew generally, I guess, changes out every six months. Yeah. So now you're now you're stuck, and even even more so in like you're in my case, we're stuck with four or five of them. <laughs> God damn it! I think I'd just leave. Like after the cruise turns around and it, and it docks, you know, back in the United States, I think just, you're just, just out. Yeah. Just walk just off the boat and say, Fuck "Sorry, it. bro, I'm done." Yeah. Well, look, Christmas is, uh, she's still single, Jared, and I'm still holding out hopes. Um, <laughs> she has her own house. She has her own business. Um, she's a boss-ass bitch, dude. Th- shout out to Christmas Abbott for being on the show. She was a fucking awesome guest. Yeah, and you know what? She's been a, she's been a very good friend to me for over five years now. Like so, well, and, she could she could uh, be more than that someday, Jared. You know? <laughs> that could be. Hey, child I'm going strong. For you. I I I am going strong right now, and I will have you your 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 Christmas photo by Christmas. Ah, uh, we're so <laughs> far away. Like you realize today is only it's the night of September 22nd, which is my mom's birthday. Love you, mom. Uh, oh, happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday, Diane Lowry. Um, but I, I will say this: we're we're on se- September twenty second. This is a we're a long ways away. We still have all of October. We're we're three months and three days away is where we are. Okay, okay. That is a and long time once you say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, it is. But <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's gotten nothing but better. So it's not like I'm. It's not like I'm. Uh, you know chattering on my feet like ooh like it's 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 going great these are famous last words i love it let's (laughs) let's get to the drinking bro of the week yeah who do we we? got this week this one was submitted by a girl and she appears to be like super hot before i read this (laughs) like i should i should probably and and here's the thing by the way for everybody who listens uh at home or car work whatever um please submit your drinking bro of the week to the drinking bros podcast page on facebook uh, your lovely face pops up. We we totally choose these at random and just leave, read them on the air live. That's been a question for a long time. It's totally true. We just open it up and then whoever is there on the day or the hour that we yeah, it's it's, it's very it is. It's not it's yeah, very random. I, you know, occasionally Dave will sift through and find some really good stories that will. We'll save, you know. But because, I, I, like, I, I almost like it this way because we get so many that it's like, hey, th- yeah. this keeps it fair across the board. We truly don't know. Um, that's why I said this girl is hot because, I look, I haven't read the story yet. She could be dead or this could be somebody else. Uh, <laughs> no, All right. Well, let's hear it. Her name is Sophia Pasek. Uh She says, hey, Drinking Bros, I'd like to nominate the Drinking Bro of the Week if I can. My friend Evan Jost is a prior service Marine. We met in college where his beagle Grayson, Evan's best friend since coming home from Iraq, was hit on campus bringing cheer to all the students. When Grayson died of lymphoma, Ethan handled this loss with utter strength and grace. And grace. Uh, and he didn't handle it with a, with a lisp like I just did. Earlier this year, I got my very own rundown 
and came down to two really uncomfortable infections and was confined to bed with no one to talk to. None of my friends in the same state would come near me, but despite working long hours and being bogged down with homework for his MSW, Evan called from Texas and chatted with me for hours every day so I wouldn't be lonely. Often he was the only person I talked to all day over those weeks. I never know if you guys raise a glass to, to Grayson, but it would mean the world to Evan, and that in turn would mean the world to me. Uh, absolutely. Awesome. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, uh, Evan, and cheers to Grayson. Cheers to Grayson. Absolutely. Um, and cheers to you, Sophia. Thank you for submitting for Drinking Bro of the Week. Again, follow us on a Drinking Bros podcast page on Facebook. Join the Drinking Bros private group on Facebook. And there's also a bunch of subgroups. Uh, Jared, you started this the uh, the whole drinking bros uh, literally the entire thing. How many Group. subgroups are there at this point? Uh, there's close to 850 now. I think. Holy shit! Um, uh, because we split them in half, so you have you have location groups. So a lot of major cities or states have a drinking bros group. Uh, like I'm in Colorado Springs right now, and Drinking Bros Colorado has 1,900 people in it. Wow. Um, yeah, and we will. We're actually uh, having a meetup at a, a, a veteran owned. Uh, brewing company called Brass Brewing Company next Saturday. Uh, we'll be there, and they hired a food truck to come out all night, and they're 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 keeping the doors open and the beer flowing until two a.m. just for us. So, uh, if you're around the Colorado area, join us at the Brass Brewing Company next week on Saturday. That is fucking amazing. And then, uh, dude, next Saturday, Dan and I will be at Penn State University. We'll be uh, doing a live show from the tailgates and then the following night live from Pittsburgh um, at a bar called, I, I believe it's Cowboys and Tequila, which, or Tequila and Cowboys. Either way, I like the name of it and I'm sure shit's going to get wild. Uh, Jared, <laughs> I appreciate you being a good sport tonight about this. Uh, thank you, you. Thank you. You know, we love Christmas Sabbath. Yeah. Good, good friend. Always. Uh, and, you know, she's doing great things for for our community and hers yeah she's she's fucking awesome man and uh i know she's super close to having the child so if if this comes out the day of your baby well you're welcome christmas (laughs) Um, for for jared taylor i'm ross patterson good night everyone